<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. A Dear Media original podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. It is another bonus episode of Back to the Beach with Kristen and Steven. I am, of course, Steven Coletti. And more excitingly... No, please. Yes. No, I'm Kristen Cavallari. <laughs> Hi. I'm a little hungover and a little tired today. So What's, if... <laughs> are you? Spill the tea. Okay, so I went to the Post Malone Ooh. concert last night. It was so good, by the way. One of my favorite concerts I've ever been to. But then... I ended up on Broadway and Nashville, which is like that main strip that really like you don't go to if you live here. But I was there and I was there very late. So I am on the struggle bus today. So if I'm a little slow and I'm not making sense, that's why. Uh, All good. You know what? I remember when we were doing our shoot for this podcast and we were out in Nashville, we almost went to Broadway. It was discussed with Jason and with a few other people with our crew. But I did a drive by and I, I didn't know that Broadway was Broadway. Like it is, it is serious. And we ultimately were like, let's just go to a nice dinner. Yeah. <laughs> by, by it is the sound a of what you're saying thing. of how you feel. Yes. Yeah. It was a Sunday it was, night. It was the right it decision. Was packed. I mean, Broadway was packed. Oof. So yeah, it was very fun, but I'm paying for it today for sure. But excited to do some voicemail episodes here. All right. So here we are. We've got to dig through some of the calls that you guys had for us. This is our last one of season one. So are we getting ready to say goodbye to season one, Kristen? Yeah, Thoughts? which is crazy. <laughs> I can't. It feels like it flew by. This has been one of the most enjoyable things I've ever done in my career, by the way. I have loved every Aww. second. I have enjoyed it as well. It's definitely exceeded expectations. And it's great to see that people that are listening, your guys' feedback and enjoyment of kind of going down memory lane with us has, has been really fun. So mm-hmm. lots of good stuff to come. But yeah, you know, I was thinking about this. After doing this, I'm more inclined to actually watch an episode now that I know everything. And it was kind of this, there was a bit of a fear of going back and opening that box. But now that I know what everything is and, and kind of unpacking it with everyone and talking to to everybody, yeah, you can have the fun of, of laughing at it. So I would be more interested in watching one a little bit further down the line here. What about yourself? Well, it's funny because now I want to go and watch The Hills too. <laughs> now I'm like, okay, I can do that because I have not seen Oh, really? Hills. I don't know if I've ever seen The Hills at all, like even when it came out. I may not have watched it because to yeah. me it was so different then at that point. It was just a job. But I feel like now mm-hmm. I could go and watch it and just laugh at it. Uh, that would be very interesting to see. I actually um, want to go and watch Very Cavalry. <laughs> that I would be. Oh, okay. So there even though go. it was only, you know, four years ago or whatever. 
But I just kind of want to see the dynamics on there a little bit, but I probably will not. How many episodes of that show did you do? I did three seasons of it. I don't remember how many episodes, but you know, for two and a half, three years. Yeah. Nice. Well, this episode here is coming right after you guys listening to Liz Gately, the creator of Laguna Beach. And he also was a fan of the podcast, but it was truly awesome to have her on. She was great. She came in, you know, so well prepared. She listened to the podcast and she watched the show again for us. And it was pretty special to be able to, you know, get her perspective and, and, you know, really learn about how that first idea popped in her head and it evolved into being Laguna Beach and uh, listening to her talk about it from her side was really cool. Yeah, I agree. I loved having her on. And something that she forgot to mention was that she loves the final scene of you and I, where you talked about, which I've actually talked about too, where you wanted to take a photo of my eyes really close to look at. (laughs) Um, She said that was another example of how poetic you were off the cuff. And, you know, obviously I agree because I've said that before too, that that was truly one of the sweetest things anyone has ever said to me, especially for being 18 years old. So she loved that oh, too. That was sweet of Liz to say that. So th- yeah. thank you, Liz. And yeah, happy to be an open book for you guys over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As we were at, at 18 years old. No kidding. All right. Well, well, right on. Let's, yeah. Get into you ready over there? Else. You feeling good? Yeah. I mean, I'm getting hydrated. I know. I'm trying. Nothing's going to help me. I need the day there. to be over. And then I just need to go to sleep tonight. <laughs> I'll be great tomorrow. Quick question. If you have a little bit of a hangover, what's your go-to cure? I mean, I've had so many electrolytes today. Yeah. Electrolytes are key. What about food-wise? Where, where would you go there? I So I can go one of two ways when I'm hungover. I either want like something, this is going to sound so crazy to people, like a really yummy salad or like fruit because it's so hydrating. Or I want like burger and fries, mm. but I know that's going to actually make me feel worse in the long run. The salad is actually smart. I've never thought of that because I've definitely had no desire to eat a salad when I'm hungover. It helps. The, I'm telling you. The refreshing, it, yeah, yeah, maybe some fruit, the citrus in there. Mm-hmm. This morning I had... I probably had 10 pieces of bacon when I was making it for Jackson. I was just eating it as Mm. I was making it too. So yeah. So good. (laughs) I I usually go pho. I feel like pho is really all the broth in there is something that you actually kind of come out feeling, okay, we are going to live to see tonight. I love that. Well, let's jump in. Voicemails. We are here. We have a task at hand. We can't just sit here and just Talk about my hangover. Um, Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's jump right in. Let's start with the first one. Okay. Hi, Stephen and Kristen. This is Alex from Virginia. And my question is, when the episodes aired, did y'all get in contact with each other, you know, to, to straighten things out, like either just you in person or other cast members? <laughs> and what were those conversations like? Enjoying the podcast? Thank you so much. Bye. Great question over there, Alex from Virginia. Mm-hmm. And thank you for calling in. I mean, absolutely. Fuck. Do like you remember was, the first episode? Uh, I called you. I do feel like we had we had a call. I was hysterical. I don't remember the call, but I remember Yeah, you were I was so upset. You were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Did you come over and I wouldn't come out of the bathroom or did I make that up? I I don't remember that. Is there maybe it was just I know my, that mom. There was, my mom came over and I was like, my mom happened to be in town when the first episode aired. Or when we saw it anyways. Oh, and I remember okay. just like locking myself in my bathroom and I would not talk to anybody. I was so upset. Yeah, I remember I remember that. I, and I remember there was a concern with your dad as well. I felt like you were just concerned about how you're being portrayed in a way. Mm-hmm. But then also like the way our relationship was like, oh, here's this like two relationships happening at the exact same time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I needed you to clear the and air. Just the, <laughs> yeah. And well, I guess what was it for you? Was it specifically me and our relationship? Or was it also a portion of how you were being portrayed? 
Yeah, it was both. I mean, I was really upset about how it was portrayed, but I think also like between you and I, I was like, have you been lying to me? Like what has been going on? Because I believed what I saw, you know? (laughs) That's right. I had to clear up leaving a Trey's house. And that was like, they they cut that all together to make it seem like Lauren and I were leaving together. We're going to go hang out back at our house. Like that's not what happened. There was a lot that we needed to clear up. Dieter even called me sometimes and apologized for not maybe understanding how a wild line might be used. I remember talking about the bet. Remember that they were really trying to push, or at least you could tell in the dialogue at the golf course, this bet of like whether or not, I think Lauren and I were going to hook up in Cabo. And, you know, and you could tell it's just trying not to to take this bet and and play along with it. But it was something that, you know, I remember a couple of those moments where Dieter was like, I I had to say that to them or something like that. So there was definitely a lot of clearing up Mm -hmm. and, and conversations that happened. But that first one, you know, I wish I remembered more about it, but I, I do specifically have a memory of, of you being very upset from that first episode for many reasons. And I think we all were. We were really adjusting to like truly what the show was going to be. And after talking to Liz, like they had to set so much up in those first two episodes or first couple episodes that they really had to lean into it all and really use that editing. And so for us, we were like, whoa, yeah. like, fuck. You know, and as we've gotten to the end of the season here, we've we've started to see a little more of these moments that are more real. Mm-hmm. We're kind of more a little more comfortable in front of the camera and things are settling into like, oh, these are the last days of these kids enjoying high school. So yeah, I definitely tapered off toward the end there as far as the phone calls. But in the beginning, <laughs> the, the shock value was yeah. as big as it gets. So all right, moving on. Next question. Hi, Kristen and Steven. This is Kristen from the wonderful state of Delaware. I watched you guys up, when I was in college. I'm 47 years old, dog mom of two. And I'm dying to know if you have heard from anybody from MTV or production about all the tea you're spilling. And have you heard any <laughs> feedback and a negativity about all the behind scenes stuff that you're spilling? Love the show. <laughs> I love well, that I mean, question. That's so great. <laughs> obviously, being able to talk to Liz this last week was great. And we were able to you know, talk to her about some things and her to share her perspective of obviously needing to create a TV show and doing their job and doing it masterfully. But yeah, look, we have you know, a dialogue with MTV and they've always been supportive of us over the years. Some of the producers don't want to come in. We've tried to get so many producers on and it's interesting that they haven't wanted to, or they've kind of had us go on a runaround, but I thought Liz was the best one to get. So I'm glad I think it really worked out, but I haven't gotten or heard of any negativity or heard any producers being upset about it. I mean, maybe Adam DeVello is, and that's why he didn't come on, but I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, we are respectful to MTV for obviously the opportunity that they handed us and and the experience. And as you've heard with everybody, everyone will go and do the show again. But also, look, I'm sure a few of you are watching the show again. And did a few of you happen to get a Paramount Plus subscription recently (laughs) to watch that show? It's publicity for their show and people go and find it and watch it. So I'm sure that there are some numbers being bumped there at Paramount Plus, which is a benefit for them. So it's all good. And I think they like to see that, you know, we're doing well. And and this is ultimately a very positive experience for everybody. It's cathartic to go back and hash this stuff out with everyone. So they're supportive. I don't think it takes away from people watching reality TV either. So I think it's like, yeah, we're pulling the curtain back, but people are going to continue to watch reality TV. And in fact, maybe now they'll be like, they'll try to like see if they can figure out what was a wild line or like what wasn't real. I actually feel like it makes it even more interesting now as just an audience of reality TV. Mm -hmm. I agree.
You guys, you all know there's no escaping stress. Not only is it at the root of everything that makes life feel harder, like sleep loss and low energy, it's also linked to some of the world's toughest health problems like depression, obesity, high blood pressure, and even heart disease. While you can't outrun stress, you can stay healthy by outsmarting it. On its own, Just Thrive's new mood management product, Just Calm, works like a charm to help you flip the switch on stress and overwhelm. In fact, Just Calm's proprietary ingredients have been clinically proven to do the almost unimaginable, easily help you manage stress, improve sleep quality and energy, and even encourage better focus and flow. And get this, because your gut produces 95% of your serotonin, which is your happy hormone, when you pair Just Calm with Just Thrive's award-winning probiotic, which I've been using for months, you've got an unbeatable total body health recipe that'll have you winning the day every day. Steven, I recommended these products to you, the Just Thrive products. And I haven't thanked you for this, but thank you. Yes, I have the Just Calm and I have the probiotic. I've been taking them together. And honestly, before, I didn't really know too much about this, but it's got me digging in because there's been a little a little relief of, of stress, a little more of a pep in my step, at least for me. We're feeling more clear and I've been sleeping well. Yay. Look, it's working for me and I, and I am grateful for you and thank you for passing along Just Thrive. Um, I love probiotics. I love Just Thrive's probiotic. Um, I really do notice a difference when I take it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of this brand. So you guys, you're definitely going to want to check them out. And right now you can get 15% off store-wide or grab this dynamic duo of Just Calm and Just Thrive probiotic when you go to justthrivehealth.com and use code BEACH at checkout. All right, guys, I want to take a second to talk to you about ZocDoc. You have heard me talk about it before. This is a website that I'm a big fan of. You know why I'm a big fan of it? Because it's so easy to use and it's just super resourceful. You go on there if you're looking for a dentist, a doctor, anybody in your neighborhood, you can find reviews from patients that have gone in there and shared their experience. It is something that I think is vital and everyone needs to know about this website. So if you haven't heard this already, please do check out ZocDoc. I had recently moved. I went down to San Diego. I need a new dentist. I went on ZocDoc. I had all these options to choose from, but because of all the customer reviews and convenience, it just kind of get, you know what I mean? The, the vibe, almost like when you're searching for a restaurant. And I, I walked out of there, not only with a new dentist, but also uh, a big fan of ZocDoc. That's right. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them. On ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you're trying to straighten those teeth, fix an achy back, get that mole checked out or anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc's mobile app is as easy as ordering a ride to a restaurant or getting delivery to your house. Search, find, and book doctors with a few taps. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc, and I am one of them. My go-to whenever I need to find and book a quality doctor or dentist. Go to ZocDoc.com beach and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's zocdoccom slash beach. ZocDoc.com slash beach. Kristen and Steven, this is Sam from Houston. So, Kristen, I just wanted to let you know that you, your hair was like hair gold for me as a freshman in high school watching this show and I had the frizziest hair and your hair always looked perfect. Even when you had it in the messy bun, it looked, the texture was great. It was like always perfect. 
But I remember at the time, the hair products that were available weren't that great. Like, things were just starting to come out and, like, hot tools were getting better. So I wanted to know, like, what was your hair routine at the time and how has it evolved over the years? Okay, thanks. Thank you. That's very sweet. I could not tell you what my routine was back then. I feel like it was always straight. So I had to have straightened it because my hair is naturally wavy. And I feel like actually that was when like straighteners first came out. So everyone's hair was just straight all the time. Now my hair is actually, it's really important to me. So that's a huge compliment. I try not to actually style it that much so that it stays really healthy. This is actually kind of from last night. And I just kind of like judged it up with some texturizing spray and some, I can't think, dry shampoo. Yeah. <laughs> do we have a dry shampoo sponsoring the podcast? We do. I actually, I use living proof. I can't make this up. I swear to God. I use their there we go their dry shampoo. I actually really really like it. But I try to only wash my hair a couple times a week. Dry shampoo is my best friend, and I just try not to style it. People are always asking me how I get these waves. So you can either take a straightener and you can like wrap it around the straightener and like pull it as you go, or with a curling iron you just take it and you like wrap it around and then you like pull it out. And then it's curly. Then it's curly. Yeah. That's my routine. I hope that helps. I don't know. If you guys have like specific questions, maybe I'll do a Q&A on Instagram about hair stuff because I just feel like, I don't know. I could go into it all day, but I don't know how much this audience actually wants to know about my hair. <laughs> well, before Living Proof, I was just rinsing my hair. I don't think I'm guys should be shampooing their hair. My kids never do. Shamp- my boys, I should say. Do- so if you stop shampooing your hair, there is a period where you have to adjust where your hair will probably be pretty oily and it's like kind of nasty. But once your hair, like the pH settles and balances out, you actually don't need to shampoo your hair at all. Like I'm not, my boys Hmm. literally probably haven't shampooed their hair in like two years. And it's great. It's great. (laughs) I can count on two hands how many times I've washed my hair with shampoo in the last five years. See? That's... God, that's also such <laughs> bullshit. Like the amount of stuff that girls have to do. It's really I know. unbelievable. You guys, I do. Yeah. Like how nice do would it be that. just to wake mm. up and just put a little gel in your hair and go? I really envy that about guys. I really do. <laughs> but then you don't, you can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> or last night, like me on Broadway, whipping my hair around. You can't do that. <laughs> whipping your hair around on Broadway. That's amazing. <laughs> I need some grainy security camera footage of that. (laughs) Did you get up on the bar? No, thank God. I've learned my Uh, lesson. I've learned my lesson. (laughs) Hi, Kristen, Steven. This is Kayla from Reno, Nevada. I graduated about the same time as you guys and was addicted to the show from the beginning. I have to say, even still to this day, some of the questionable fashion I am very much inclined to and I miss. I have a huge question for Steven. I respect it. I was a big One Tree Hill head. So seeing you appear on the screen was a very exciting thing for me, especially being a love interest of my favorite character, Brooke Davis. But I'm curious because if I do the timeline right, were you already interviewing or auditioning, so to speak, for this show before Laguna Beach was over? So would that be around season two when it was happening? Or how did it come to play that you even got the opportunity to be a character that eventually becomes kind of big towards the end? All right. Thank you. Love you guys so much. Bye. Well, thank you, Kayla from Reno. Appreciate that. So timeline-wise, 
jumped into One Tree Hill, but in the middle of season four, I was cast in, I believe, October of 2006. So I, you know, went to college through the spring of 2005, was down in LA for the fall, and then just jumped into acting classes and was studying for a while. Didn't really want to audition too much uh, because I still had a lot to learn. Uh, And then that summer, I had an audition for One Tree Hill. It went really well, went in a few times, but then ultimately they said that they were going a different direction, but that they would be back. Uh, and then a couple months later, they came back for the, with oh. that role. So I went out there October, November of, of 06. I think the episode aired in 2007. So I had been about a year removed from Laguna, even season two. Season two might've been airing, I think, in the early part of 2006. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until the end of 2006 when I jumped on One Tree Hill. So, and I, I think I've mentioned this in an episode, but there was a little line about Laguna Beach in my <laughs> very first episode. One of the characters was talking about it. And then, of course, we did play into it at one point, much later in the show, when somebody in One Tree Hill, when someone's talking to my character and they're asking about that kid from Laguna Beach, and my character says, no, that was some other tool. Oh, how funny. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Which was great. I love that. Yeah. So a little, little bit of a connection there. But yeah, worked on a movie with Hillary Burton, who uh, of course was on One Tree Hill. And she would talk to me about One Tree Hill working on the show. And I was like, that, that sounds like an awesome show to work on. Sure enough, as soon as I did those first couple episodes, I fell in love with the state and with the cast and crew in North Carolina. Just really great to hang out there. So wanted to come back and, and they brought me back, which was great. So we had a lot of fun working on that show. So cool. Hi, Kristen and Steven. Stephanie from Austin, Texas. I had a question for each of you. Number one, Kristen, I had a question regarding your guest starring on Veronica Mars. I just wondered what was your experience like, if you have any memories from one of my all-time favorite shows. And then uh, my second question is for Steven. What was the process with The Hills? You made sort of a one episode, a guest appearance, and I just Mm. wondered how that came into fruition. What was your experience like coming back to reality and uh, seeing Lauren on camera? Thanks, guys. Love it. Love the show. Have a good day. Bye. (laughs) So cute. You have a good day, too. Yeah. How many episodes of Veronica Mars did you do? Just one. They probably were like, this girl is so bad. It was my first acting role that I ever had, and I was so nervous. And actually, I played a lesbian cheerleader. Thank you very much. And I don't know if this was going around TikTok recently or something, but I had all of my friends sending me this one scene in the bathroom where I tell Veronica Mars that I'm a lesbian and then I'm being blackmailed. And I was like, I was, it was so cringeworthy. I look like a baby, but I just, I was so nervous because it was my first acting role. So, you know, I had a good time, but it was just when you're new to that whole world and especially coming from reality TV, I just, you know, I just wanted to be super professional and just do the right thing. And I wanted to get in and out as quickly as possible, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel you on on wanting to be professional and kind of coming from reality TV. It was back then. And I mean, there still is. There's just the stigma of like, all right, you know, the people that do reality TV, right? It's kind of like, it's looked down upon in a way. Mm-hmm. It's, and, and never mind the fact that like people are you know, are entrepreneurial and creating clothing lines or whatever, any products like they're I mean, they're business people. I, I see it. And, and I respect the work ethic that it does take to be successful in, in such a way. You can't just pop on a reality TV show and then all of a sudden you're going to make millions off right. Instagram. It doesn't happen that way. Right. I mean, for even for yourself, like you've come a long way in all the things and, and ventures that you've worked on to you know, be where you're at today. And so, 
you know, I just walking on the set is uncomfortable. It just was looked down upon. And so, and you go on to, in the last place, I, I feel like you'd, you'd want to be is, is, you know, on a scripted set. You know, it felt like there wasn't enough, back then there wasn't going to be enough room for both of them to exist. But of course now there is. So I felt that when I first was, was going on Montreal, at least internally, I, I was nervous about that. But then I got there and thankfully everyone was, was really open and, and warm and welcoming. And you know um, what too, was, when you go on a TV show that's been in production for a while, they're like a family, you know, they know each other really well. So you're the new kid coming in also, which is also nerve wracking. So to have a guest appearance on a show, I think is, it's a little nerve wracking. Even after years when I had been acting for a while and I still, it, it was always just like a little uncomfortable because you don't, you're the new kid. You don't know anybody. I will say this though. Kristen yeah. Bell is one of the nicest people. She was so sweet to me. And I saw her a million other times after that at, you know, like movie awards and stuff like that. And she was always so, so kind. And that always meant the world to me. And I think it's mm -hmm. important to note when people like that really kind of like take you under their wing and are really good to you because not everyone is like that. So she's a really good egg, which I want to point out. There was, like you're saying, you could really get an idea of somebody's character in the way that they, you know, how they were accepting to you mm -hmm. of that situation. Because look, I could understand it from the other side. If I was, you know, come all this, this way to be on a scripted TV show and then this person that was on this reality TV show that was really hot right now that the show wanted to pop in for a couple of scenes... It's kind of like it would it would it could rub you the wrong way naturally, mm -hmm. but to still be welcoming, yeah, you you could see that because there were some people that were very judgmental in in the beginning. I do remember that, and it was yeah. it was not fun. But yeah, and then what for the, the so all right, the hills of it all. This is an interesting story. It was something that was mulled over for a while. I talked to Adam Develo about it many times, and and of course talked to Lauren about it, and it got her feelings. So. You know, with every season of The Hills, they would come to me and, and see if I would want to do it. And I just, I had had enough after that first season of Laguna. Contractually, we had to do season two. And you can see we kind of, of course, it kind of peters off for us. But yeah, I was like, I'm uncomfortable with this. I, I can't do what, Kristen, what you were able to do is fully play ball yeah. and embrace it, which I, I respect you for doing. And so they kept coming back. And, and I was, you know, so interested in doing scripted stuff where they wind up pairing an episode of The Hills. Like, if you come on The Hills, we'll do a scripted development deal with you at MTV. And this was around the time where they were developing Teen Wolf and Awkward. It's like 2010, 2011. MTV was kind of upping its slate a little bit with scripted TV as well. And so I was, of course, was really interested in doing that. And it was a perfect situation. One episode in and out and then this scripted development deal. Now, again, the naivety, like, uh, <laughs> did you they, get that? They did not did care about developing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got the deal, but did, did they develop anything yeah. with me scripted? Absolutely not. Which, yeah. if, if I was running that network, I would not put one of my reality stars on one of their scripted shows. So, yeah, we brought a lot of things to them and tried to make it work. You know, I paired up with different writers and directors and, and would pitch them projects, but uh, none of them went anywhere. <laughs> could have used like a little guest star maybe on one of your scripted yeah, shows on TV, but it's they all right. Could have thrown you but a we bone. we wind up. <laughs> We wound up doing the one episode and, you know, even that day was was a big day for me. I remember going up into the, because I think it's at Lauren's house, there's a party. And I went up into their kind of command room, if you will, where there's a bunch of TVs and our monitors and all the cameras that are running at this party because there's a lot of people there. And Adam Develo just kind of talked me through like what he was thinking and how I was going to walk into the party and talk to Lauren and set up our little date. And I was incredibly nervous and very uncomfortable, but we just went for it and it wasn't so bad and we moved on. But yeah, it, it, it took a while to get to that point. I want to go and watch all that good. episode no hard feelings too. There. I'll watch that when I go watch all my Hills episodes. 
<laughs> There's a line from that. I think I say something to Lauren about her being precious cargo. And I've had friends remind me of that often. Precious cargo. <laughs> I like that. Okay, you guys. Research shows that sex is as mental as it is physical, which I could have told you. So you do need more than just an amazing vibrator. If you dog-eared that one sexy chapter in a romance novel, or you have that particular scene in a movie you always fantasize about, Dipsy can help you get there in a new way. With Dipsy, you can skip straight to the good parts. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Find stories about an intriguing coworker with a British accent or hooking up with your hot yoga instructor. Radically inclusive, Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of stories are voice acted by people of color. You've never heard celebrities like this before. Listen to stories voiced by Serenus J. Jackson, ER Fightmaster, and Luke Cook. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories you can read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. For listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash beach. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash beach. Dipsystories.com slash beach. All right, guys. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. Well, look, I think we all get a little overwhelmed with work and you know, therapy, I think, is one of those top remedies that everyone needs to consider. Kristen, I know you have uh, a lot of good things to say about getting therapy and, and how it has helped you. So what has that experience been? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been in and out of therapy pretty much my whole life since my parents got a divorce, but I just love having a third party sometimes who has an unbiased opinion, who really is just there to shed some light, maybe look at things from a different perspective or just so you can vent and get things off of your chest. I really love therapy. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash beach10 today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash beach10. Hey, Kristen and Steven. My name is Jill. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. So in 2006, I moved to South Orange County and I was so excited because the second season of Laguna Beach had just ended and you guys were my age. I graduated in 2005. So it was really exciting. I've wondered for years whether any of you Laguna folks went down to Capo Beach or San Clemente. And if so, what were some of your favorite beaches or restaurants? I know on the show, there was pretty much just Pomodoro shown. And I've always wondered if you guys went to any places in San Clemente since it's so close to Laguna. Anyway, love you guys. Thank you. I think I only went to San Clemente one time to a sushi restaurant. I met a friend from the first high school that I went to, Santa Margarita. But that was the only time I remember going down there. Did you surf mm -hmm. down there a lot? We did. The, just before Capistrano Beach is where Doheny Beach is. And that okay. first surf scene with you and I on the water. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. That yes. is from Doheny. Okay. I spent a lot of time down there. My, uh, I've got family down there. My cousins and my aunt and uncle live right near Capistrano Beach. My grandparents 
lived in Capistrano Beach off of uh, Camino de Estrella. Oh my gosh, you have such a good memory. It's amazing to me. I've been down there a lot. Restaurant-wise, this is a li- we're getting a little into Dana Point, but kind of on the border there of Capistrano Beach, Las Galandrinas. I've loved those enchiladas since I was a child. We lived in San Juan Capistrano, which is right there at, at Capistrano Beach and Dana Point, just south of Laguna. And then oh. eventually we moved into Laguna. But there was a Mexican joint mom and pop shop kind of hole in the wall called Las Galandrinas. And every birthday from about, oof, like since I was like 13 up until well into my 20s, if I was coming home for a little family dinner for my birthday, my mom would get Las Galandrinas enchiladas. And then there's also another Mexican joint that's not sure if it's still there, but it's, it was on the beach there called Alamendi's, which oh, was also, yeah. there was one in Laguna. Oh, Do you remember okay. going to yes, that one? Yes. That one is no longer there. So we can say they were wonderfully loose with our fake IDs. Yes. <laughs> 17, oh 18 yes! years old. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some of you our first else? margaritas in a working establishment was at All Mendy's in Laguna, which is no longer there. But yeah, there is another one down at Capistrano Beach. Also, I just thought of the Del Taco that's over there. I used to go to that pretty often. Right? Am I thinking of the right <laughs> the right area? I'm yeah, pretty, yeah. Yes. That's more down data point, but that is Is it data yeah, point? South okay. Laguna. All right. Well, I was I was at that Del yeah. Taco more than I would like to be. <laughs> hey you guys, uh, it's Brittany from Canada. Kristen, this question is for you. I was just wondering, how do you deal with watching people like criticize the heck out of you? <laughs> and then how do you handle yourself after hearing such, you know, negative comments? made towards yourself. But yeah, just wanted to to leave that voicemail. Love you guys. I'm really enjoying the podcast as well. Bye. Gosh, I wish I was in a better mental state right now to answer this question. I have dealt with negativity and people coming after me since I was 17, you know, since Laguna Beach aired. So I think I've just developed thick skin. Also, as I've gotten older, I've realized if someone's trying to tear me down, it really isn't about me. It's more about that person and their unhappiness or whatever it is. So I find a lot of comfort in that. I I hear you with that, though, as far as coming a long way with that and understanding that often it is the individual dealing with their own stuff and kind of projecting. And just when somebody's quick to judge and kind of call you out, especially when you're older, it's, I don't know, there's stuff that they need to work through, I think, on their own, as opposed to much more about maybe what you're doing. Exactly. The one thing that actually, like, still to this day, really makes me mad though, is when something is just so inaccurate, which happens a lot. And I need to get better at just being like, whatever, it's a stupid article or whatever, and just let it go. To this day, I have never read an article, not one article that has been 100% correct, not one. So I just think that that's important to keep in mind. Nothing you guys are seeing or hearing is true. Usually there's a little seed of truth to it, but not always. Like my personality, I would love to just come out and just be like, this is what really happened in this situation. And this didn't go down. Like I would love to just do that. But all that does is add fuel to the fire and give certain people a bigger platform and makes the story bigger. So I've learned over the years to just shut my mouth. If I really want something to go away, I just, I don't talk about it and it does go away. But that's the part that just pisses me off is like people judging me for something they really have no idea about. Mm. I don't know how to get better at that. Don't I don't read my Instagram comments. My friends will be like, I don't know if you want me to tell you this or not. Because I really, I don't pay attention to like the tabloidy stuff. Sometimes I catch wind of stuff. But for the most part, I really kind of like try to tune it all out. Yeah. And you were built for it. I feel like this is not your choice. But I mean, you moved around, like you were saying, quite a bit early on. And I think 
being dropped into different schools at different ages, that is tough. Yeah. You know? And you're a beautiful girl and it's threatening to other people that are established in their cliques and are worried about if their friends are going to abandon them in a way. And so people, I feel like, gone after you. You've always dealt with that. I remember you yeah. you saying that when we were in high school. Yeah. I've dealt with shit like that my pretty much my whole life or since like middle school. And so, yeah, the show just obviously magnified it. You know, now it's on a much larger scale, but in a way it was kind of nothing new. Like I always dealt with like rumors in high school and stuff like that. People talking about me. So it's so weird. The reactions that, that people have, what they feel that they need to do. Like, I think I mentioned this before multiple occasions. People would just want to kick my ass because I was on that TV show. We had to leave parties because I could hear people, you know, standing three, four people away going like, well, we kick his ass. You know what that is though. Beat him up. Yeah. But that's because they're threatened by you. That's all insecurity. You can see that now, right? But it's just like to go to that. Like, I, I don't know. I'm built different, but to think that like, Oh, this is the guy from that TV show. And yeah, whatever. It's a reality TV show. And, and this is 2005. So people were like, who the fuck are these people? Like, this is so stupid. Yeah, they probably thought um, you were going to get all the and, girls. You're going to take all the girls away. <laughs> <laughs> so girls would want to take some pictures. So yeah, I, I think maybe that's that, what that's that, about. It's because that, they were threatened <laughs> by you. <laughs> all right, let's do one more here. Okay. Hi, my name is Julie and I'm from Chicago. I just had a quick question. What was your guys' thoughts about Laguna Beach season three? Did you guys watch it? I feel like it was a flop, and I just wanted to know what your thoughts were. Thank you. All right, bye. Did you watch it at all? No. <laughs> no, I, I didn't. I don't think I watched no. it either. Yeah. I mean, I'll be um, honest with you. 18-year-old me did not want it to do well, so I was happy when it bombed, <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's my completely honest you. answer. <laughs> that competitive fire in you, though, is is strong. It's it's still there. I feel like, oh, yeah. yeah, we're like, no, you know what? Our season's going to be the best mm-hmm. season. And mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate that honesty. I just wasn't, yeah, again, just a little shell-shocked from even the first season. I, mean, I, I stopped watching it in the middle of season two. Oh, yeah. I mean, as we get to season two, of this podcast, I'm going to be watching episodes for the first time and with stuff that I that I was in. So I, I'm very interested to see that. But yeah, it's just reality TV is not my thing. Just didn't want to watch it. But you know, there's I know some of the kids on there, all all nice kids. And so I know they took it from there up to Newport. I don't know how many seasons oh. they did there, but it's hard to recreate a show too because essentially at that point it's like it's a whole new cast. I don't know. I think it's hard for people to buy into a whole new cast. Yes, that's that's true. You're right. So do basically the essentially the same idea and yeah. some of those storylines, like let's try to find the next love triangle, let's try to find these next characters, our next Trey, our next Christina, our next Morgan. Yeah. When it's not the characters that you enjoyed watching the first season, first couple seasons, then it's yeah, it's really hard for your audience mm-hmm. to follow along. They're just gonna be missing those people the whole time. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why it, it it didn't work out. Me too. That was fun. Good yeah. questions as always. <laughs> that was fun. Those were some good questions. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Uh, it's nice to do these bonus episodes on camera, of course, for you guys as well. And it's fun to do those. And and that is a wrap on our bonus voicemail episodes for season one. Yeah. Thanks, you guys, for submitting all of your questions over this season. That's been a lot of fun to hear what you guys want to mm-hmm. know. Fear not, though. We will do some more when we get into season two. So as, as some episodes come out, if you've got some questions, uh, of course, you know, give the voicemail number a call and we'll try to get them answered for you. But as far as where we are here with season one, we have got the final episode of season one of Laguna Beach, the Orange County coming for you next week. 
What's the name of that episode, Kristen? Dunzo, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's on a t-shirt now too, you guys. You guys, you guys haven't checked out the merch. We got some uh, BTTB t-shirts and some gnarly hats. And we, of course, have a Dunzo t-shirt, which is pretty great. And it's got Kristen's Izuzu Trooper on there too. So you have to check those out. But yeah, we've got our final episode. And then after that, we have a very, very special wrap episode of the whole season. A little recap with a special guest. So you're going to want to tune into that one. Yes, you guys are not going to want to miss that one. Trust us. All right, guys. We'll talk to you soon.